Hey, welcome back to Crimes and Closets. This is Christy in St. Louis. Hey guys, this is Beth coming at you from my closet in North Carolina. How you doing, Beth? It's going. It is great. Yeah? It's going so good. And this, guys, is our 10th episode. Can you what? believe it? No, we're a dime. Yeah. And in honor of our 10th episode and all of the amazing listeners that we have gotten so far, we are going to do a giveaway for you guys. And we are going to give you some swag. If you go and find us on social media on June 1st, which is the date that this episode is dropping, go see us on Facebook and Instagram and you can enter to win a wine glass, a Crimes and Closets wine glass, which is so stinking cute. We I want to win it. <laughs> I know. You can have one. Okay, fine. Thanks. <laughs> I feel like you're a preferred listener. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> yep. So go go find us on social. Yes, guys. And come see on. how to win. And yes. it's going to run for 10 days. So it's going to go from June 10th, June 1st to June 10th. 10 days in honor of 10 episodes. Yay! Yeah, thanks for all the support, guys. We yeah, love thank it. you. Awesome. Yeah, cool. All right, what's going on outside your closet? Your closet looks a little different today. Oh, so I'm not in a closet. I'm actually in a bedroom, and I lied when I said hi because I'm not in St. Louis. <laughs> we escaped for a week. Tropical weather. <laughs> yeah, and so. It looks really beautiful. I'm literally sitting in my bathing suit right now because we mm-hmm. had an extra few minutes to get a recording in. I was like, all right, jumped off the uh, lounge chair, ran into the red bedroom. <laughs> yep. And I am sitting here looking at her in her bathing suit, hating every minute of my Saturday right now <laughs> because I am not <laughs> in a bathing suit in tropical weather, but it's all right, Beth. My time is going to come, okay? Yes, it will. When you're in tropical weather and I'm not, I will be jealous. Yep. Yep. So anyway. All right. Are you ready to delve into this? Delve in. I'm super excited. I cannot wait. All right. So good these days. This one is um, from a very loyal listener, Miss Jessica L. in North Carolina. Yes. Okay. So she sent this in through our email. She emailed us at crimesandclosets at gmail.com in case anybody else wants to do that. (laughs) Yep. Um, And sent this one in. So um, I was excited to look into it. So here we go. Uh, This one takes place in Raleigh, North Carolina. Hmm. On that place. Oh, yeah. On Patuxent Drive. This is actually less than five miles from where we live. Or, oh. or I, where I used to live. Yeah, from where I live. Yes. Okay, so it's it's in the Wake Forest area. Yeah, really. You know that okay. soccer field, that big soccer complex? It's right over there. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So on Friday, September 1st, 2017, at 1.10 a.m., a 911 call came in. And this call lasts approximately six minutes. The caller is... Matthew Phelps, 28-year-old Matthew Phelps, he tells the 911 operator that he thinks he has killed his wife of 10 months, Lauren. Mm. Yeah, she's 29 years old. He says Mm. 
that he woke up from a dream and his wife is stabbed on the floor and a bloody knife is next to him. He states that he has taken coracidin, which is, or coracidin cough and cold, quotes, because it can make you feel good and a lot of times I can't sleep. Okay, so. Okay. Took a little cold medicine. prescription medicine? No, it's over the counter. It's over the counter. And um, according to the National Institute of Drug Abuse, I'm quoting them now, um, cough and cold medicine can have severe effects at higher than recommended doses. The ingredient dextromethorphan, Mm -hmm. I think that's how you say that, which is in many medicines, can cause sensations of physical distortions and hallucinations. Okay, so this could happen. Later in the call, Matthew says, and I quote again, yes, it does look like I did kill her. The knife is here. I have blood all over me. However, however, the medicine made me do it. So, uh, <laughs> I thought you might have hey. something to say. <laughs> what, was he, like, upset? No, he was asleep. So, I'm... I mean, but like when you made the call, like the 911 call. Well, okay. So yeah. So partway through, he did start to cry, but he's pretty like semi-calm. You can go and listen to it. It's six minutes though. So it's quite long, but um, he does get a little upset later in the call. So I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he's upset. Maybe he's not. I don't know. Let's see. (laughs) (laughs) So the cold medicine he's saying wore off and he woke and he came to and his wife is dead and he's covered in blood and there's a knife and he's mm-hmm. like, I obviously did this. Yeah. Yeah. While high on cold medicine. Exactly. Yep. Well, so this oh. is gonna be my excuse now too. So <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Matthew was arrested at six AM and taken to a Wake County jail. And that's it. That's the end of the story. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Okay, Christy, yeah, with her jokes. <laughs> All right, I don't so know let's. What's going on here? I know. <laughs> let's go back a bit in time to see how we got here. Matthew was born to a 17 year old unwed mother in Bowling Green, Kentucky, and ends up basically being raised by deeply conservative grandparents because his mother, she was 17 and young. So, like many children, not all but some, he rebelled in his high school years. Hmm. He got into dressing goth-like and got into Satanism and was kicked out of high school when he was caught abusing cold medicine. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Stop it. For so what? This, we've never I heard of this. I haven't either. So it seems that the night of the murder was not his first time taking too much cold medicine. Now, I'm not entirely clear on when he actually moves to North Carolina because I couldn't really find that anywhere. But at some point in his younger years, he does move to North Carolina. So maybe his grandparents live there and that's when he went to move with them. I'm not exactly sure, but I know he gets there. So after his expulsion from high school, he transferred to a Christian school and seems to turn his life around because he then attends Clear Creek Baptist Bible College in Pineville, Kentucky, graduating at the age of 22 in 2011. So he then goes back to Kentucky. Okay. Apparently he's an aspiring gold medicine dealer. Yes, gold medicine dealer. And apparently he's an aspiring pastor at this point. There's oh. 
not a whole lot of information found about this, but he did marry another Bible college graduate. And after three years of marriage, she goes on a mission trip without Matthew, comes back and says she fall, fell in love with another man and leaves Matthew and marries this guy. Got yeah. it. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so my guess like is the Christian thing to do. Yeah, exactly. All, all of this is very Christian, like the whole story. My guess is that at this point, he then moves back to North Carolina. So like I said, this is my speculation because I know that he lives there now. Um, He works for Dunlap Dunlap Lawn Services in Greensboro. Now, a little background on Lauren, which is his wife. Lauren Hugglemeyer, she was born in LA and also at some point, again, not clear, moves to North Carolina when she's younger because she graduates from Swain High School in 2007, which is in Bryson City. Yeah. She grew up in a loving church family, is just a lovely girl all around from all accounts that I can see. She continues on to Appalachian State University and also graduates in 2011. So they appear to be, well, she's a little bit older than him because she's 29 when she died and he was 28 when he murdered her. Yeah, uncle <laughs> she her um, degree is in business administration she then becomes an auditor for quintilis it's in durham somewhere which is a company that runs drug trials for pharmaceutical companies oh my. you've ever heard of it <laughs> i know <laughs> drugs all around she also drugs has a christian yeah. <laughs> i keep my mouth shut she also has a sensi business on the side and is a Sunday school teacher at Hope Lutheran Church in Wake Forest, oh, which is yes. very close to where we lived. Right by my house. Yes. Okay. Matthew says that they found each other on social media in 2014. He had been looking through pictures on like Instagram and um, Facebook that his friends had liked. Hmm. So he's trolling but going and looking at pictures that his friends are liking so then he sees a picture of lauren and thought hey this girl's kind of pretty check her profile out so he goes to her profile and realizes that he had known her in middle school and she was her his middle school crush so this is why i'm saying i know at some point they both live there because okay they knew each other in middle school according to matthew same middle school yes so he contacts her and they start dating. So why not? That's a cute love story. I mean, yeah. hey, I just found you on social media. I had a crush on you in middle school. What you up to? Let's, let's date. I mean, it's kind of cute. No? Super cute. Yeah. Little did she know. I know. <laughs> so like I said, this is why I said their past was a bit sketchy because I had information on the high school, but couldn't find when they all had moved. But since they met in middle school, they must have lived there. It's my guess. They were then married in November of 2016. And looking at their social media accounts, Lauren's posts show her as a very happy. She's pretty excited about life. On Valentine's Day, she posts a pictures of her and Matthew and posts about how much she loves him on their six month anniversary. She speaks of how happy she is and that they are perfect for each other, sharing a love for ministry and star Wars. That's interesting too. Star Wars. 
one of their wedding photos is actually has them battling with lightsabers at their wedding. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, Lauren. Yeah. Okay. It, I mean, it's not something I would have done, but to each his own. <laughs> yeah. When it comes to Matthew's social media, however, it's a tad bit darker. He has an Instagram under the name Marty underscore radical. And it's, it's now down. I mean, there is an Instagram because I'm not going to lie. I definitely went to it and tried to follow it, but it's private. But that must be a new one because all accounts state that this one has been taken down. Like his official one has been taken down. So it's like a copycat one. But it's a copycat because the profile picture is the same profile picture that Matthew had put up when he was holding that one. So on this account, he's all dressed in black and quotes lyrics of heavy metal bands, total opposite of what he portrays on Lauren's social media. Like, I mean, they're all cute and they're dressed like he's in plaid, like pink and gray plaid shirts and, you know, super happy and light. And this is like dark. I'm going to dress in goth back to his high school days, essentially. Total opposite. So he also posts things about having strange sleeping patterns and having nightmares. And he also frequently posts pictures of a fictional serial killer, Patrick Bateman from American Psycho. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't. I haven't yes. watched it. I, I, I know. I'm terrible with like the like classics or whatever you want to yeah. call them. So apparently, I did have to look this up because I had no idea who he was. Apparently, Patrick Bateman is like a banker, but he has a double life as a serial killer at night. Is yeah, he was like the just... first Dexter kind of. Well, except not killing bad people. Oh, okay. I was going to say I love Dexter. Like, he was like my hero. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. But like he's the first. He was like. The double life guy seems okay. super normal and like, yeah. Okay. Um, so then later he would post images of satanic rituals. And somewhere in the investigation, a friend also stated that Matthew had expressed interest in what it would be like to kill someone. Another person who just like expresses this to people. I don't get it. <laughs> They're really brave. They're really brave. I feel like this is like all my stories. Like, hell. My, this guy told somebody that he wants, wonders what it's like to kill someone. <laughs> and then gets people to do it too. Like, okay, wait, wait, backing up. The, he posts pictures of satanic rituals that he's doing? No, he- just he, none of the pictures that he really posts are like actual pictures like that he takes. They're like pictures of this oh. Patrick Bateman or pictures that he finds on the internet portraying okay, just- social, um, satanic rituals. Okay. And in real life. Mm-hmm or well, in other life, is he, a, is he a pastor? No, no. That's why I said he's an aspiring pastor. Cause he, okay. it's never stated that he is. It just says that he works for that long company. Okay. Got it. And that she has the like auditor job and um, whatnot and the Sensi business and kind of is more of the breadwinner, I guess, of the family. Gotcha. So okay. clearly there's um, search warrants that are issued. And so they, search the house and they find documents that revealed that there was some marital issues, issues that social media did not portray, which I mean, pretty much Shocker, was it shock. like 95% of the time? Like everybody just portrays oh. how great their life is. And you know, nobody says my marriage sucks. I wish I could get divorced. Like, <laughs> right. I don't see too many no. of that. No. You don't post that stuff. That's right. No. Just plaid shirts and lightsabers. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so 
friends come forward stating that they had started to fight a little bit more frequently in public. They were disagreeing mostly on finances, and Matthew had recently been spending way more than they actually made. You know, I mean, finances are a huge, usually, thing that people, couples fight about. Oh, yeah. It's so like not number one. Yeah, exactly. Um, apparently, he had a had $1,200 in Xbox and iTunes subscriptions. So a month that I, I would imagine that's a month because it's usually monthly subscriptions, but it just says $1,200 in subscriptions. Oh, Could you imagine like, no, what do you, what do you got to spend that much money on? Lauren apparently had also recently taken drastic steps to limit his spending. It doesn't state what kind of st- steps, but she was trying to limit. I'm sure she probably put stops on the credit cards and whatnot that he was using to pay for those subscriptions. Oh, and put him on a plan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Give him a budget. Here's your allowance. <laughs> Some even state that she was getting ready to end the relationship if things didn't change. And there was one article that even speculated that there was possible infidelity on Matthew's part, but I only saw that in one article. Every other one just said basically if things didn't change, she was going to leave him. So now let's go back to September 1st, 2017. So they're 10 months married. And that six minute 911 call. He was. They, they went downhill kind of fast. Yeah. They married 10 months. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the family's just like, we took him in like he was one of ours. They seemed perfect. There was no red flags. So crazy. This is just crazy. So, he, like I said earlier, he was pretty calm in the beginning, almost groggy, like he was coming out of that state and sounding almost groggy sounding. And as the call goes on, he does begin to cry and say things like, she didn't deserve this. Why did I do this? Yada, yada. According to police and forensic records, Matthew did have blood on him when they got there, but there was evidence that he had cleaned up a bit before the police had gotten there. I don't know how you tell that, but I guess, you know, like maybe there's, you know, blood all over your arm, but then it like stops because you have a clean shirt on or you know, Mm. something like that there should have been blood places that there wasn't if there was that much blood at the scene. Because hold on to your pants right here. On my pants? Because let's talk about your britches. (laughs) Let's talk about (laughs) this autopsy. But you're going to fly out of your seat. That's why once you hear this. Okay, got it. (laughs) Lauren had a total of 123 wounds on her body. Gosh. Yes. Oh my gosh. 41 of those were stab wounds that were like at least four inches deep. The rest were gashes or smaller stab wounds. 44 of them were on her head. 24 of them were on her torso. 17 in her right arm and 38 were on her left arm. If you add those all together, it's 123. That would take forever. Yeah. I was going to say, let that sit for a second. Like you do this 123 stabs essentially, because maybe some of them were gashes because he was kind of like missing or pretending to miss. I don't know. But you do that in a groggy state of, or a sleeping state on medicine, like crazy. That's scary. it's weird to stab somebody in the head. Right. Yeah. Don't you think that's yeah. weird? Yes. I did think when it was specifically said head, I mean, which I guess that could mean anywhere, not necessarily like the top of the head, but it could mean anywhere on your face or whatever. 
That is crazy. Yeah. So you took enough cold medicine to hallucinate like, and do that. Like, what did you hallucinate? That this pretty Sunday school teacher was an evil monster? I mean, I, anyway. So according to the National Institute of Drug Abuse, um, you could, but the lab tests that they, you know, when they took his blood and whatnot, it showed that he did not have enough in his system to cause hallucinations or blackouts. Oh, so they know? Yeah. I think okay. they know the, the point at which it would- Threshold. Yes, the threshold. So- oh my gosh. I know. I know. Matthew claimed for over a year that this crime was a result of too much cold medicine. He goes to trial and is facing the death penalty, which I don't, I don't think I even realized that North Carolina had the death penalty, but uh, I don't pay attention yeah. to that stuff. But oh, yeah. We totally do. You do. Okay. Yes. We have a friend who, that's what he does. He works in prisons on people who have life sentences oh, that's and right. are on death row. Okay. Well, yeah. there you go. So North Carolina does have the death penalty. Yes. So he goes to trial and is facing the death penalty, and on October 5th, 2018, he takes a plea deal to avoid the death penalty, and he pleads guilty to first-degree murder and gets life in prison without the possibility of parole. Now, first-degree murder means that there was some level of premeditation. That's the definition of it. At his sentencing, he says... Drinking drugs and carelessness led to this senseless, mindless act, and I regret every step that led to this. So he's basically admitting that he just, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, he took, takes the plea and it admits it's first-degree murder. I know that it was to avoid the death penalty, but still. But then you say that drinking drugs and carelessness so drinking wasn't even part of it that night, according to all the records. But, and he has a past of abusing this cold medicine and all of the dark Instagram and saying he wants to know what it's like to kill someone. To me, it's like, okay, fine. Now I'm finally admitting I did this. I just killed her to kill her, essentially. That's where my head goes with this. Yes, I don't know about it's you, but. literally the worst alibi or not an alibi but it's like the worst excuse I guess I don't even know what you call that like that is the worst story ever because I know. you're still going to be held responsible like you know even though you're saying well I was under the influence of something right you're still going to be held responsible like if you drive drunk you're still held responsible for driving drunk even though you're drunk like yeah drinking makes you make bad choices yes. but you don't get let off the hook just because you made a bad choice so he knew when he was saying, I did it because I was under the influence, that he would still be held responsible. Right. So, like, just be like, I did it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> like, yeah, I, it's, this was truly like a senseless act. And when you see, when we on our page or social media and I post pictures of this story or of this couple, it, you will be amazed. For, first of all, because he literally looks like the sweetest. They look like the sweetest couple in the world. She's super pretty, just smiling all the time in any picture that I've seen on the online. And he, again, he's a cutie. Like, I mean, not my type, but he's a cute guy. And 
he looks totally normal. And then he's got this like double life that he dark side and he wants to kill somebody. And but anyway, crazy. I feel terrible for this poor woman and her family. Yeah. But I will say this, that um, a lot of, uh, in a lot of different places, it mentions that her obituary essentially erases him and the marriage. There's zero mention of him when the parents wrote it. They didn't even mention him, mention that she was married. Yeah. All they talked about was her and what she's done in life and her Sunday school class and all that. Like it was just all that, it just completely erased him, which he completely deserves. Like, oh, absolutely. No, you know, I think that's typical though. Like a lot of times, especially if like a murder victim, the husband, yeah, if they murder you, like they'll go back, they'll put your maiden name on the tombstone. Right. They won't use your married name and like that. I think that's normal. Yeah. And good. Yeah. And it should be. Right. So do you know then of any backlash that the cold medicine company got? Um, no, because from what I read, like Bear had made some statements, but they were like this, our, our medicine doesn't cause this. Like you would have to have a significant amount in your system. And then the labs proved that he didn't have that amount. So I, I did not read anything about, you know, any backlash on them or whatnot, which, cause I mean, really, I, I do remember when this story first happened. I didn't follow it at the time, but I remember hearing about it cause it actually happened. Um, we moved out of there of July of the year it happened and this happened in yeah. September. So it was like months after. So I remember hearing about it and I remember thinking to myself, oh, great. Now here's one more thing. People will just be like, oh yeah, I chugged a whole bunch of cold medicine and I killed her. Whoops. Like, not my fault. <laughs> oh, like it would become a... Yes. Start, like, yeah. This was going to become a new thing. And I don't think oh. that it did. I don't remember hearing. I mean, maybe a couple other people, probably I'm sure somewhere in the world did, but I don't remember hearing. But I do remember thinking that like, oh my gosh, here's the latest craze now. Someone's going to be a copycat. So Oof. anyway, but yes, and they didn't have any backlash that I that I was able to find. So I'm glad yeah. about that. But yeah. So anyway, so, you know, good old what Raleigh, North Carolina. I mean, <laughs> so glad that you still live there. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> well, as far as I know, my husband does not take cold medicine ever. Right. Because Sudafed scares us. And, <laughs> you know, that's already been used for something. So right. mm -hmm. that's crazy. I remember this story too. But I did not know about this double life thing with him. And like, he's a bad liar. Like, murderers are bad liars. Yes. I can't deal with it. I know. I know. It, it, that, that's the thing. I think that's the thing that we mention maybe all the time. It's like, what? what why did you say that? Why? What, what are you talking about? What? That's a terrible lie. Yeah. <laughs> I see like, through it and I'm just me. <laughs> I just feel like that we, you know, like they talk about premeditation and people, you know, like, okay, he wanted to clear, kill his wife. He had a dark side. Think it through guys. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like when, if you're going to premeditate it, if it's a passion crime and then you're like, oh crap, I have to clean up my mess now. And I'm came up with a real bad excuse. That's one thing, but like ninjas and cold medicine mm -hmm. are on, not going to cut it. Like nope. you're not, you gotta cut. It's terrible. 
Yeah. I loved that story. That was crazy. It was a good one. I thank you, Jessica, for sending it our yes. way because um, it was fun to, you know, I kind of knew about it, but it was fun to delve into it and see what actually happened and what came of it because I didn't, I didn't follow it. I knew I had heard of it, but I had, did not follow it at the time. So it was fun to, to look at. And, and it's so weird these North Carolina crimes that we are coming across. Cause I was like, I always thought everything's going to be in Florida. Florida is going to be yeah. like the state crazy state that we're going to get stories from, but it's like, Nope, North Carolina, the place yeah. that I love so much. <laughs> oh yeah. We have a lot of weird crimes for sure. Yeah. No idea. No idea. Yeah. So now you anyway. do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's okay. People don't have to move here. That's okay with me. We have too many people. Right. Yeah. Keep it, keep it at a minute. Unless we move back. I, we can come. <laughs> That's true. I will so, allow that. Okay. Not if you use cold medicine. Though. I will not. I will not. Not anymore. <laughs> well, um, that's really all I got. I do want to put another plug out there. Don't forget to go to our social media so you can find out about our giveaway. If you want a wine glass, they're awesome. Yes. Go check it out. There's a list. There's going to be directions, how you can go and enter, and we would love to see you. And I can't wait to get these wine glasses in somebody's hand because they're so cute. Mm, that's going to be Shout fun. out to Miss Sarah for making them for us really quickly. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah, she's a listener, so she cool. was excited too. Awesome. Got anything else for us? No, that's it. I mean, definitely check out our Facebook and our Instagram. And um, if you like what you hear, go to Apple Podcast. If that's where you listen and do a write a review for us, give us some stars, five stars, preferably, <laughs> because we know we are. And um, you can find us on Instagram. You can always send us an email at crimesandclosets at gmail.com. Send the case suggestions because they are really good. We have gotten some really good suggestions and they are making for some fun stories. So we love yes. it. And remember the world is scary. People suck. Hide in your closets. Yeah. Bye. Bye guys. Bye.